from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights. Featuring former Nebraska basketball player Terrence Badgett. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Sky, you always look. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Sky, you always look at me, man. When I, when I love my song, I love my song. I, I'm so. just amazed because I don't know if I have a similar song that every time I hear it gets me gets me going. Yeah, it gets you, it gets you bring it brings you back. This this song brings me back because uh, my childhood, uh, my friends I grew up with, and um, they were just awesome. Man, we 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 had fun. <laughs> and I just turned fifty last week, and and half of them were still there, and we still have fun, you know what I'm saying? So you had a good upbringing, so it reminds me back of that. But uh, you're uptown with number 43. Uh, we're on 93.7, the ticket. You know, you guys can call in at 402-464-5685, or you can view us Facebook. YouTube. And YouTube. And Twitch. And Twitch. Yes. How's your day going, man? Oh, I'm just a little bit rattled by the way you read that phone number. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say 5685. It's always 5685. Okay, 5685. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. It's just like when when you see something happen only one way, Mm -hmm. when it happens another way, even if it's right or not, it just looks a little weird and feels weird. You know, it's kind of like... you know, it's, it's it's a good thing to have things different. So, like, say, for instance, if you're doing, you know, the person said, can I get your credit card number? And everyone, most people I know goes four, zero, zero. Me, I go 4,000, 2,200. You better not be giving away your credit card number right now. No, no, okay. no. I don't right. have nothing on it anyway. So, oh. but, you know, that's how people. <laughs> My daughter runs that credit card, so it's, it's broken now. But, yeah, so that's how most people, you know, I'm a. I do it in, you know, bunches. How about that? I, yeah, it's just, it's different. It is, it is, it is. Not wrong, just different. Different is good. Different is good. In this time and age, hey, different is great. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're, talk, if you're talking about football, different would be great. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he just had it started. You was just digging. You just waiting for it. You just waiting for this conversation. I know you are. I, 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 believe it or not, I don't I don't go to bed on Saturday like, can't wait to get in on Terrence about the loss this week. I do not I do not plan and get excited for that. I, I don't I don't agree. I don't agree. You you, you think you, I do? I, I think you just you you outline a couple questions. I'm like so too, you, I'm like doing one of these like yes. I'm a I'm a Bond villain. Yes, easily. Yeah, that's my hey, you know that's my show, you know, so. James Bond? Uh, I'm a James Bond. Which which James Bond is your James Bond? Uh, Cuz my Bond is Craig, Daniel Craig, the current yeah. Bond, but uh, there's about to be another switch cuz No Time to Die was supposed to be his last one. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I like him too. I, in the new era, now I like him. Yeah, I, I really do. But mine's my guy. Um, just just passed away. Um, God, God, God. Connery. Yes, Sean yeah. Connery. Yeah, yeah, Sean Connery was just a beast, man. He was a Goldfinger, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's pretty good. Yeah, Sean Connery was tough. I liked the Sean Connery. Um, I liked all of them, though, to be honest. Um, 
um, I would have loved to see Denzel, because remember Denzel was going to be possible, be a James Bond, but I would I would have loved to see that one. But how would you feel about Denzel being something like a similar character, but not the James Bond franchise, like uh, his own thing? I well, guess. Well, he is actually in. Um, yeah the uh, the Equalizer. Yeah the Equalizer. Yeah I I know he's one of those, but that's mm. not. I guess it's not the same as it's it's less espionage and more just hired gun kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, technically not hired gun because they do it for free, but more um, so, <laughs> you know, James Bond was hired gun. You know what I'm saying? So, right. You know, but um, I don't know. I, you know, could you pick another actor that could play James Bond? Who would you pick? Okay, let's do it like this: African American. Who would you pick that you think could be a great James Bond? Well, I would have said uh, Chadwick Boseman if he was still alive. I th- I think he is an amazing actor. Yes, yes, I would uh, I, w- I would agree with that one hundred percent. That's a good pick. So, but uh, I don't. Michael B. Jordan, I think would be interesting. Oh. I I really like him. The Creed movies are really good. I really I a lot of people didn't like his character in Black Panther. Yeah. I I really liked the portrayal of of Killmonger by Michael B. Jordan. And I thought it was. I, I, that's. I think it's an excellent movie. See, James Bond has. You have to be smooth too, you know, because James is smooth. I. I, you know I think saying? when in in the Creed movies, when he's kind of being a player, Michael yes. B. Jordan. I think. He, I think he's definitely got the ability to be that smooth James Bond. And I think he got the ability to be also, um, the serious, the professional. Yeah, he has that. Yeah, he has that persona. I think he. Yeah, I think that'll be a good one. Michael B. Jordan will be a good one. Yeah, so, hey, man, tonight we have some uh, great people on um, coming up. Um, I have my coach, uh, Danny Nee, um, who who um, I call him the miniature Tom Osborne because his era was a great era. And, um, you know, it just, ugh. you know, one thing, um, I spoke to him yesterday, and we had a great conversation, and one thing that... I didn't realize how much I missed talking to him because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, you can sit and have a beer at Barry's with, with, with Danny knee and, and shoot the shit. Oh, shoot, excuse me. Oh, he went back and shoot the stuff all day. Cause that's just, you know, and he's great conversational, very education, you know, and then always talk about life. He always prepared you for life. So, and just reconnecting with him, and he was as excited to talk to me as I was excited to talk to him. So that's a good feeling because you, as a player, you know, your coach is the one who ignites your engine. The coach is the one who gets you to commit to your university, and you want to play for him. And, you know what I'm saying? And he still had that that juice of, you know, I'm glad I made my choice to Nebraska. You know, despite everything else. And then as you older, you have the opportunity to realize what he done for you. And a lot of times people look at the basketball aspect of what he's done and not look at the things that he's done for you as what he taught you as of life. So Danny Nee was one of those people that put a planner in my hand who taught us how to, you know, put a planner in our hand. He taught us etiquette. Uh, we went to speech class, how to speech, and you know, in front of the microphone, you know, things that 
we were going to utilize after college. That's what he was all about. And now being older, it's just a blessing. It was just a blessing. So I'm looking forward to that. And then Keith Moody. Keith was, uh, Keith, me and Keith go back a long ways. Keith was point guard back in 1991. I had just left. Him and um, Tony Farmer had just left, and they were teammates. And uh, Keith would come up and watch my high school games, and um, and he was awesome. And then um, uh, now after college, we played on a, on, a, on a few teams, and Keith was a point guard, and Keith made Terrence better. Now he's just a great He's just a great dude and has a son who's playing football, basketball, and doing great. And he's just a great father. So I'm looking forward to talk to Mr. Moody on here too as well. I, th- I think we had Coach Snee for a second, but when I went and answered the call, there was no one there. So uh, we're we'll, we're waiting on his call. We're going to get him here in a second. But I, I'm excited to hear about it too because uh, Coach Snee is one of those guys that as someone who wasn't alive back when he was the coach at Nebraska and didn't follow Nebraska ball until Tim Miles was four years into his job here. I've heard a lot about Danny Nee, but I know very little about his tenure at Nebraska. So it's, it'll be interesting to hear his perspective on everything and just listen to you guys, two guys who were in the program at the time and just go through everything you guys went through. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, you know, honestly, if things wouldn't have transpired, I think he would have been a lifer here. And that's the thing about it. I think that you would have saw great talent, you know, the last, what he, he left in 2000, so the last 20 years, 21, you know what I'm saying? He just, he was addressed a great recruiter. Um, he was one of those coaches off the court that you really enjoyed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was all about family. He knew everyone in your family. He remembered names. He was, he was just that type of person. Um, he's just, just, just great. Period. You know. So I'm actually just, you know, let him speak and, you know, um, just talk about what he's up to now. Um, like I said yesterday, the conversation went from uh, coach talk to you for two minutes, and the next thing you know, end up talking for 35 minutes. <laughs> So it was one of those great things. And then, you know, when you reconnect with someone who's influential in your life and done great things for you, um, like he has with my family, you know, my mom very speaks highly of him. Uh, and, you know, so that's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So so we will, we will share some of the conversations. You ready, Big Sky? Yes, I, I believe uh, Coach Nia is ready as well. All right, hey. we're on with Terrence Badge up uptown with forty three number forty three, and I have to say, Coach Knee, welcome. Hey, Terrence, got a little scared. I called and no one answered. <laughs> yeah, we was very about... nervous that I had the wrong number. No, Coach, you, you know, you know what? And I really appreciate you calling. I was just talking about you and about the conversation we had yesterday. We talked for like thirty minutes, and it was just crazy. And I told him how much. I didn't realize how much I missed talking to you. And I said, you know, you were just one of those coaches that you just, <laughs> you can sit down and have a beer, and, and next thing you know, it's like three hours later. You know, and he was just, he was just that, that kind of that kind of coach. I mean, I've talked to, I've had Bernard Day on here. I've had 
Bruce, I've had um, Carl Hayes, I've had Tom, um, Tony Farmer, I've had, you know, I've had some... some they're my boys. They're my yes, boys. and they love you, and they love you just like I do. I mean, we have so much respect, and it's, and it's so crazy, the energy, and what you have done for us, and, and you know, and, and what you instilled in us of hard work and cohesiveness and what it means to be a Husker was just, it was just awesome. And then I started, you know, reflecting back when I talked to um, Bo, Bo Reed and them, and they was telling me about the run they had. And I didn't realize the run, it was it was so significant. Um, back then, I, guess, I think you guys was, was ranked uh, 13th or 14th, you had that one like 13 or 14 in a row. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And when the things are happening like that, Terrence, you, you, you just get up every day and you just go from one game to the next game. And I didn't realize the record was going on. or so I just tried to stay focused on being the Husker coach and go Huskers and get you guys to play, man. Whatever, <laughs> whatever works. You know, like, uh, the thing I think of, Carl Hayes came to me one time. We're, we're over at Iowa State. Big game near the end of the year. Tim Floyd's last home game. And the trainer comes in to me and he goes, hey, Carl Hayes won't eat breakfast. And I said, what do you care what he eats? All I care about is that he plays well today. If he wants to go over to Burger King, let him go over to Burger King. I don't care. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I just want him back here and ready to play. So Carl says, I can go? I said, hell yeah, you can go. Go. And you know, he's telling me how the food that we ate uh, Terry, you know how good the food was. Oh my God! Well, it made me go to the bathroom, Coach. I'm not used <laughs> to eating that kind of food. I I, I got to get Burger King. He goes over to get Burger King. I think he got 20 points or 18 points, and Lou went with him, and he went off too. So I'm saying to myself, I don't know what we're doing with this training table. We should be eating at Burger King every night. <laughs> but it's crazy. But and Carl said, told me the story about uh, a year ago. I didn't talk to Carl Hagen like you. You know, it was about twenty-five years. Man, since the last time we talked. Yeah, and you know, coaches, coach, that's I had to, crazy. Yeah, it is twenty-five years. But you know the thing about it too, coach, and I was just thinking about that today. And I talked to my mom, and my mom told you how I told you how I tell you hi. And then I, I was thinking about Thanks. like I said, mom, I was like, it'll be. He has so much of a following, and I don't even think he knows how much so many players respect him and, and care about him. I said, man, it'll be one of those things that. I don't know if he ever come in town for like a weekend or something. And all his players come and meet him because I tell you, man, that'll be that'll well, be, a, be a hell of a party. It'll be a hell of a party, and 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 you no, know, Tony Farmer even said that too. He said if you can bring everybody together, Terrence. He said, man, I'm telling you, I will come. And then Carl said the same thing. So many people, even Jamar and everyone, said that they would love to participate in that. So it's just what you've instilled. You know, it was funny when you talk about the Big Mac, the uh, Burger King. Remember Vince Hamilton, you, Coach? Yeah. I had to. Tell Tell you too, I was mad at you because you used to always put me with Vincent Hamilton or Mikey Moore because they could never be nowhere on time. You always ruined me with <laughs> Vincent Hamilton. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, Terrence, I think that's kind of smart. Yeah, it, it was. It was. <laughs> but tell the older guy, you know, hey, just get him there, man. And I reach in the back door, just get him there. I don't want to go out looking for him. And, and, it, and it's so crazy to just think about it because Vincent. Always wanted to go to Big um, to Burger King because, and he wanted he go to Burger King and ask for Big Mac sauce. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, dude, you're at Burger King, but you asked for Big Mac sauce at, at Burger King. But <laughs> he was the same way. That's, that's yeah. Vincent Halter. I'll tell you this: 
He was Big Eight Player of the Year. Yeah, man. Big Eight Player of the Year. Now, you think about that. You know what I mean? Even by, it's just a crazy honor. You know, he's a first round draft choice, but he doesn't get any respect. Right. He gets right. no respect. <laughs> they don't know how great a player he was, man. I mean, it was stupid. I mean, yeah. it was stupid. You know, and, and the people, you know, um, you know, you see players today, man, they couldn't wear Vincent Hamilton's jock. I mean, right. He was really a talented, talented big man. Man. I mean, he ran the floor. He could shoot it a little bit. But I'll tell you, he was different now. I mean, he was different. Yeah. He, you know, there were times when, <laughs> yeah. when he didn't want to play or he had an upset stomach and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and all these all these other things. Or, you know, he'd say to me some, some really dumb crap. And i say, Vincent, 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 the only thing that matters is that we go out there and win and you got to play, man. Correct. So suck it up, put the tape on, get your uniform on, let's go, man. Let's go. And then if you drop that out there, I promise you, I'll get you home. Yeah. <laughs> he I, ate a body bag. Yes, he, he, he always complained about his stomach. But I was like, man, what the stuff you eat? What the stuff you eat all the time? But it's so crazy. You think well, about no, that. He, no, he, he was like a garbage yes. incinerator because he ate all the sweets, all the junk foods. You, you, you know what I mean? A good steak, a good piece of fish, you know, a, a baked potato, or a salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his stomachs are hurting. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't need a salad if his life depended on him. Eating some fruit would be a big deal for him. But I'll tell you this, man, the kid was a player. Man. Oh, he was just a great player. And I didn't realize, you know, um, Jimmy Williams recruited him. You know, I knew he was good and stuff like that. But, you know, he came in. And he just started going in the weight room and getting bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, by the time he was a junior there, holy crap, man. He, he was really a big, mobile, quality, you know, a, a pro-type player. Yes, he, he was. was. really, really, really good. You know, Jimmy did an excellent. Like, remember, remember when um, when Mikey came? I remember we sat at the table with dinner when Mikey came. And this, this skinny kid with these size 18 shoes just sitting there like, yeah. and he didn't, he didn't have a tool. But he was this. But he he would work. He would work. But he. But the thing about Mikey Moore, he was Terrence. I swear, his basketball IQ was off the Richter scale. He was smart as hell. Yes. In basketball, now he was artistic, and he had his tattoos, and you know <laughs> all his other art, reptiles. Art, you, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kept saying to him, "You're not going to make any money with these drawings." But I'll tell you, if you get in the weight room and get some muscle, you could play some pro basketball for a few years. Because no one is you're that tall, that agile. But you know, he never got big. Right, you know, he never he, did. He, no, he never got big. I, I went somewhere to see him play. And I'm looking at him, I'm going, shit, he almost looks like he did when he was with me. I mean, he, yes. he never got muscular and stuff. And the coaches were telling me, you know, you know, he, he got this tall body, but he's not a center. You know, he, he's, he's not, and he's not a guard, but he's a wing player. He, you know what I mean? But, man, he was good, too. He, and, and he played, I think he played in the league for around 10 years. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a great run with Byron Scott with, New, with the Nets, with Jason Kidd. Yeah, 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 he had that great run right. against, yeah, against the Lakers. Lakers and you stuff. Know, you think about our guys. Piatkowski had a, a long run. Oh, yeah. Lou had a long run. Yes. Mikey had a long run. Strickland. A, a bunch mm-hmm. of these guys played for a long time. Or they went overseas and it was just good overseas. Playing Bruce Chubby played for 10 or 12 years overseas. Yes, he did. They, they were making good money over there, too. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, <laughs> do you remember when you we went to um, 
France. I was a freshman. I went to oh man, and you and Bruce Bruce challenged you to a drinking contest, and then in the morning, Bruce got on the bus in the back. I don't know if we should be telling this (laughs) on the radio. Some board of regents in arms over this. Yeah, but no, we treated you like men, and the French served folks. So you understand, we ate these gourmet meals after the game. We ate yes. the other team. That was part of it. But, you know, the French and stuff and the Italian, the Spanish group, they, they all served wine. Yes. With the meal. You know, you couldn't get a Coca-Cola. So, so all of them are looking down at me. I said, man, you drink, you're growing ass, man. You drink what you want to drink. Right. But one of you guys throw up, I'm going to bust out kill you. You know, I played so, in, everyone, um, I played in, yeah, yeah, I played in Ireland, Belfast, and I played oh, there. Gosh. And so, for breakfast, you had a pint of beer. Oh, and, then, oh, and then at lunch, you had a pint. And then at dinner, you had a pint. Man, I was, I, I was like, I, I told my coach, I said, look, we got to eat dinner after practice because I'm not going to make it through. You know, because, you know, his wife would cook dinner for us and cook lunch for us and everything, too. I was like, man. A beer, a beer, yeah, a, a meal. Yeah, <laughs> when we went to Australia, remember the Australian guys? Yes. They were men. They were really good. They were men. I mean, men, men. Yes. Like they were an NBA team. And, and they all sat down and started drinking. <laughs> I started to laugh. You know, like Jimmy doesn't drink. He's a, <laughs> the guy coached me to have a beer. I said, hell yeah, I would have a beer. I have more than one, too. I'll tell you that right now. You had to beat us that day. She said, "Come on, you oh, kidding me?" It was, it was just super. The trips, were, the trips were out of sight. How about Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico was awesome. Puerto was Rico was awesome. And, and we beat Illinois. Yes, remember? Yeah. And Carl Hayes went off for about thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the, the Illinois guys come up to me and go, "What's this deal? Carl Hayes that good?" I said, "No, he hates you guys because you didn't recruit him. Yes, he didn't <laughs> recruit him." And he told me he was play his best <laughs> game of the year. And, and that's what he did. And the, they're looking at me. Lou Henson's looking at me like, are you kidding me? He, they didn't even know who he was. I, I don't even think they knew he went to St. Joe's. I, I don't know. They just didn't know who he was, boy. But they know now. I mean, it was. I, I think of things like that. It's just crazy. Yeah. Question two, crazy. I always wanted to ask you, how did you find Jamar? Because Jamar was like tied oh, no, neck and neck easy. with Damian, that, with that, Damian that, Bailey. No, no. Jamar was easy because he came from Concord. And it's a it's a suburb of Elkhart, Indiana, and I coached in Notre Dame in South Bend, in Milwaukee. But my my assistant at Ohio University is a guy named Billy Hahn, mm-hmm. and his brother, his younger brother, coached at Concord, and so he came down to I I just knew him personally, but I did not know you know who he, you know who else played there was the great player, the great big kid. I'm, I just Sean went blank Kemp. on his name. Well, Sean Kemp? You know, yeah, 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 Sean. And and Sean's there, but the guard, you know, he, he was Mr. Indiana, you know. Yeah, Damian Bailey, yep. Jamar was real, really good. He got recruited by everyone. And, you know, we just stayed on him hard and, and talked to him all the time. And a lot of guys were going in there after that, you know, Sean. And then all of a sudden, just at the end, I think we were the best school – Recruiting them and showed the most interest. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know, with help from his brother, you know, knowing me and everything, we just and and you know who did a really good job on him, Mitchum. Yes, Lynn did. Yeah, Lynn did a great job because mm-hmm. Lynn was in there babysitting them all the time, and <laughs> he liked Lynn. And Lynn was from Lynn was from South Bend, okay. so there were a lot of little fits there. 
and we just got along. But um, Jimmy Hahn was the head coach, and, and they, they were really good. Yeah. But Jamar was, I mean, he, he was one of the higher profile players we ever got. Because he, he was like, I think, Mr. Indiana. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, and I mean, that's really, really... Now, those guys usually went to Indiana, you know, Michigan, mm-hmm. Kentucky, you know, some places like that. They they didn't come out to Helmet Country, you know. Right. They just didn't, they didn't do it. But once they got there, they liked it. They liked it, man. They yeah. Liked it. They loved it, the Vantage Center. They loved the fan support. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Big 8 and then, you know, now the Big 12. I mean, it was a pretty cool conference to play in. It was, it was. I remember when we was... Um, the KU rival was always huge, you know. Oh, every, it didn't man, Billy it Tubbs. Better than a KU game, man. <laughs> yeah, because at home we could we had a hell of a time beating them in Lawrence. Boy, yes. but we we got some good licks in them. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we got some good. We got lucky, but uh, still, that's part of the game, man. We were so they would they'd roll in there with this super duper record and stuff, mm-hmm. and all that. And with all these studs, right on butt. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a that was a pleasure and letting them walk out of here with an L. So, I mean, we yeah. stood out there to the Oklahoma and Tubbs. I mean, he oh, was oh man, finally Spitfire. No, but it took a long time to get him, but we finally got him. Terrence, you you weren't even at Nebraska, but they have Mookie Blaylock and Ricky Grace, or their starting guards, <laughs> and I got Brian Carr. And, and someone else, a, a nice player, but I mean, I got boys, <laughs> and they had these animals up front. And King, they, they just were really, really, really good. And it's 1988, and and they are pressings, and they're pressings. And he's up by 40, you know, maybe 50. It was some we couldn't get the ball up to half court sometimes. Man. And Mookie Blaylock, and I, I don't know who Mookie Blaylock, Ricky Grace, you know, at the time, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man. These guys are too good to be here. I mean, they're really, you know, they're really good players. But then when they went on to the NBA and they went to the Final Four that year, Kansas and Oklahoma both went to the Final Four. You know, you say, holy crap, man, we got a long way to go. You know, a long way to go to, to get to play with these guys. And mm-hmm. so I remember I said to the assistants, I said, look, man. I, I, we're bringing in nice players and all that, but if we can't, if the guys that you're bringing up here to Nebraska to visit, if they can't, if they're not being recruited by Oklahoma or Kansas or can't play on their teams, how the hell do you think we can bring them up here and then beat those guys? Yeah. And everyone, you know, looked around, bargained, everyone, Lynn, and I said, you know, I said, I'm, I'm not John Wooden, man. I said, we got to get some better players. <laughs> So I said, oh, they can come here and we get them in the weight room. And then I said, well, every kid that comes in, that's a, I'm, I'm redshirting. I'm not telling them anything. We're redshirting. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll figure it out later. You know what I mean? They'll thank me when they're seniors or 50 seniors. I agree. Starting and they've gained 25 pounds, you know. Yeah. That's what happened with you, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was the best yeah, thing. You know, but... and, and if I talked to you when you came in and I said, oh, we're going to redshirt you, too. Man, you'd be cursing at me, swearing at me, calling up your mother, crying, saying I'm transferring to Nebraska, Omaha. But I had no fundamentals, though. I had no fundamentals. Remember, our coach just let us go. So he didn't. He we was just that talented of a group where we was just running gun. And then when it got to college. You had to learn something, you know. what I'm saying it was pivot, no, it was moving. Yeah, it had to grow up. And, <laughs> and now it's time and, to become a man. Yeah, I, I hear you. But that's but that's that's. Eighty-five percent of the people that come from high school to college—they're not ready, man. They're not ready. 
Right. You, you know what I mean? And, and the red shirt year in the weight room, and you, you're going from being the big dog to the puppy. Mm-hmm. You know? And you come in, and these guys are all older than you, bigger than you, stronger than you, and they're going to kick your butt. And then that's all there is to it. So, yeah. But the red shirt, and I, I copied that off Coach Osborne. You know, really? He, you know, they said, "Well, how about your first?" He says, "No, Danny, they, we we get them ready. They're not ready to play." And you know, yeah. I, I started. We started doing the same thing, and all of a sudden, man. You know, after the, that that fifth year, I think it was the fifth year. I can't remember the year, but we just blew up. And, yeah. and started playing really well, and then one it was Martin Massengale. He was uh, is it the chancellor or president, whatever. He was. Somehow I have a talk with him, and he goes, you know, Danny, we, we expect you know to win this year. And I said, Doctor Massengale, I expect to win every year. But, I heard know, that. I heard that. Yes. I, you know what I mean? I, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. He goes, well, this is the year we, we judge you. You, you got to win this year. We we got to win. The Huskers got to win, you know. Like like saying to me, you're gonna get fired if you don't win. Yeah. And all of a sudden we blew up, and we really, really, I, you know, had a good team. But we were older, you know. And Rich King and you, you guys, I mean, you know, yeah. Rich King didn't get any respect till he was a senior. Right. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. he, he was he, he had about five, six, five years at, in the NBA first round draft choice. You know, people forget how good he was. He was really good. Oh, Rich was, was good. Tom, you know, you got Tony Farmer and was good. All, all those oh, guys Tony was good. Oh, Tony Farmer was ridiculous. You, you had Tony Farmer had a chance. If he could have kept his nose clean, if he could have just came back for the next year. You yeah. Know, but it was Looney Tunes back then. Man. You know, I mean, the thing, things happened, and yeah. he ended up going into the draft. You know, but he, another year with us would have really refined him. And, and, and grounded him. He, he he probably had a longer career in the NBA. But no, he he. I think for big guys, he might have been the most talented player. Do you did you ever think about the athletes you you've had? And and, and the, I mean you. Yeah, you've, I, I, I mean you. It all the time. Remember our freshman I year? High school kids now. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I went to other jobs. You know, when I coached the Duquesne. You know, I mean, yeah. You've had some, and Coach, you've done an excellent job of recruiting. I mean, you know, you said you was, where'd you go after Nebraska? Where'd you end up going after Nebraska? Okay, I went to Mar. I was mad at, I was mad at Nebraska. I was mad at Bill Byrne. I was mad at how the press. So I just wanted to get out of town, and I went to Robert Morris okay. in Pittsburgh. And then I was just mad. And after one year there, I'm going, what the hell am I doing? So, uh Duquesne opened up, and it was a better job. Not better player, but just a better job. More pay, better conference, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I moved down there, and then five years later, I got fired. Okay. And then it's just like a debacle, you know. I mean, you get mad and you get frustrated. But, you know, then I've been fired two times in a row. You know, I'm going, I'm starting to lose my confidence. I'm burning myself out, you know, trying to right, right. rebuild the teams. But at Nebraska, the greatest thing about it was – that when Coach Devaney was there, you knew Al Papik, uh, Epperly, and the weight program. All the things when I walked in, the training, it was there. And it just it just was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then we just had to shape it. You know, you know what I mean? And right. fine-tune for the basketball team, you know? And, uh, like, I had to have a long talk with Boyd Epperly. I said, Boyd. I don't need my guys to come in and bench press 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. I need them to jump quicker. I, I need lower body strength. This and once I started telling him what we wanted, he, he was great. The training table was great. 
how's how good is Dennis LeBlanc in the academics? Yeah, yeah, Dennis, and, and, and you know Paul Coke was was our trainer. Yeah. Yeah, Paul was yeah, excellent. Paul Coke, he, he yeah, was and then then we had um, Jack Starks. And then, and then we had um, yeah. who else was the um, af, um, as far as in the training table? Oh, no, not training room. Um, Jack uh, was it? Jack? Yeah, yeah, Jack. Yeah, uh, I, I can't think of his name. Not yeah, Nikolai, was, really, was it? But that's just what I mean. There were no. And then you know the tutors. We didn't. Yeah. We had everything there. We had the outline of what we needed to have a, a you know a great program. And and then they just gave us time. And then that fifth year, fourth year, whatever it was, yeah. we popped it. And then we started rolling, man. Yes, we did. And, and, you know, and they kept coming in. But the guys came in and they could see their place and they knew they paid their price. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't move up in the line. We didn't, you know, we just had a nice system going. It was a, a good system. And then, you know, what killed us was when, um, oh, what's his name? Jerron, people were telling me, oh, he's going to go hard. I said, no, he's I said, you don't need a junior, man. You don't ways that go early. Right, We've right. We've never had a guy go early. Yeah, go they were telling him he was lottery and, all of a sudden, and all that stuff. Yeah, Jerry West calls me. I'm saying, who? And it's really funny. Jerry West called me and told me, we're going to draft him. I said, Coach, I said, Jerry West, I mean, is he that good? They go, Danny, he's really good. Really good. And that was it. You know, that's how it goes, you know. Yeah. And then we didn't have a replacement for him. Then Cookie broke his wrist or whatever he did. And then, you know, those guys leave. You know, now, now we have a losing season. And uh, I'm a big dummy all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. But if they let us, we were reloading. Jimmy had a couple of really good guys lined up. We reloaded. We were reloaded. We took some junior college players, you know, and um, we, we would have been right back on track. We would have never gone through the down cycle that they're in now. Never. Never would have happened. I think, but that's how it goes. I think that you, by far, recruited the most Nebraska players. I, I mean, I mean well, you you've see, had. That was part of it. I knew, I knew the fans wanted Nebraska, like the football team. They, you want the rest. So, I focused. I said, we have to control. Well, we had all these kids, good players from Omaha going to Kansas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and places. And we just went and found the good players, you know. And King turned up to be an NBA, Andy Markowski. You know, they were just really good players in the state. Yeah, Chad they weren't great players, but they yeah. were good players. Yes. They were big A players. Yeah, and yeah. we took them, and then we added, a, you know, Chicago, and New York, New Jersey, a JUCO, a transfer, California, you know, whatever we took. And we had nice balance. Yeah, and then you know the thing, Terrence. You guys all graduated, man. Amen. People don't understand that. Yeah, they all graduated. Yeah, yeah. I, and I was yeah. blessed enough. Even I have a master's, so I mean, it was even more exciting. You. you know what I'm saying? So I mean, education. You know, that was one of the things that uh, really made well, me choose see, Nebraska. When I went to Notre Dame as a young graduate assistant and stayed there four years, I learned the, the academics and the student athlete and the priority. So when I came in, I knew what we wanted to do. I mean, and I just looked over at football and talked to Coach Osborne a little bit, talked to Al Patrick. You, you know what I mean? Dr. Starks got on board, man. He had to be an idiot. We, we had the blueprint. We were ready to go. Yeah. You know, we just yeah, kept we upgrading the talent, upgrading the talent. And then finally, we, we caught the break and sort of went. What what um, <laughs> Strickland texted me and said, uh, "Do you remember Strickland coming into practice late, and then he had an MVP practice, and then you gave him the forty pound weight vest, and he had to run the whole stadium." <laughs> did he, I don't did remember, he, but I, I, did I he came I in the locker room crying, tough. <laughs> but uh, but we we you know it was just you know the 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 atmosphere, the family thing. We we would sometimes we would spend you know. 
like before the season starts, we'll spend the whole day at Devaney you know, on Saturday and Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get Subway or get good sense. Do you know, know Piotrowski's senior year had a key? Are you serious? I'm serious. He bribed one of his janitors and stuff, and, <laughs> and he's in there. So then he goes, should I give it to him? I said, hell yeah. I said, don't tell it. He goes, hell yeah. Right. Oh, man. You know I, mean? I still and remember that I run. Said, Just make sure there only Nebraska players in there. That's all. Yeah. And he used to go in there and shoot and stuff and bring his roommate and other people in. Crazy. One of the people texted me and said, you played with Kareem. People don't know that. Yes. That, that was unbelievable. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he, he took an average white guy and got me a scholarship to college. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That is awesome. That is Al awesome. Al McGuire came in and recruited me from Power, and I, I went to Marquette for a year. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't you just you know, just he he raised everyone's level. Yeah, not a good player, a great player, a right? Great player, right? Great player. Hey, listen, Terrence, I got to cut you off. No, you're My good. My here. Okay, just put my dinner in front of me and she's yelling at me saying I gotta get off the phone. Tell her I said hello and tell her I appreciate it. I know, so I much. told you about your little girl, I told her that. Yeah. Yes, yes. She said, Say hi. All right. Hey listen, it was great. Thank you, you so much for calling time, in, okay? Coach. I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you, man. Well, I love you too. All right, guys. Hey. Uptown with forty three. Man, that was a great conversation. I could have talked all night with that man. Yeah, we had a text, uh we had a text on the text line. Faisal five times said uh he could listen to that all night. Yeah. Yeah, he just, you know, and that's that's just if any Husker player are sitting there listening to that, and that's that's the kind of conversation he'll have like after practice. That's that's what he'll do. He'll sit there with you and and shoot it. You know what I'm saying? Just have a great conversation. And he'll talk about your family. He'll talk about what's your next step with academically. What's your next step? You know, as far as a basketball player, um, he was all about more than just basketball, but. Um, he, you know, he was wonderful. I came to Nebraska with, you know, four brothers and single parent mom, five kids. So at the games, you weren't allowed to get four tickets, you know, some, you know, but he, you know, made an exception and, you know, made sure my mom, when we went to NIT, um, he flew my mom out and, um, I didn't even know my mom was coming. And it was Strickland's mom, Jerron's mom, made a rest in peace, then my mom. And the next thing you know, after the game, we look at it over there, and all our moms was right there. It was like, what? You know, it was like, that's what kind of person he was. You know what I'm saying? Now, mind you, we had done some old, some old dumb stuff earlier in the year and walked out and all that stuff, but he didn't hold no grudge. He, he was all about family. He was all about making sure that you had an experience that you could talk about later like I'm talking about. So... You know, kudos to him. You know, it was, he's a blessing. So, really, really great stuff from uh, Coach Nia tonight. It was just fun to listen to you guys talk. I didn't feel the need to ask any uh, any additional questions. <laughs> I was getting everything I needed uh, right there. Yeah. Um, so, if you if you joined us late in that segment, please go back and listen. We didn't take a break with Coach Nia, so it's going to be a nice long thirty five minute podcast there. Make sure you guys tune into that on the podcast page. But we're going to run to a quick break here on Uptown with number forty three.